Hey guys, welcome to She Knows Arsenal. My name is Jessica and I'm your host and you can follow me on Twitter at It's Jessinho. So this is more impromptu. I actually came home first <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I just, I can't be bothered to go back to the studio to like actually record this. So um, it doesn't really matter. As long as you guys can hear me and see me, I think it's fine. Don't mind this uh, lovely trash can over here. It's fine. I'm outside, whatever. So on today's show, what I kind of want to talk about is um, Lukonga and the fact that this deal looks like it's probably going to get done and talk about what this kind of player is and um, what he can add to the squad and just kind of rate this transfer. Like, let's see what you guys think about bringing in a player like this, right? And then, of course, at the end, I want to do a live Q&A. But when I, to start out this, this, uh, this conversation, kind of what I want to do is I thought a lot about what Elliot said from our video earlier today. If you didn't get a chance to watch it, it was um, about Ben White and James Madison. And so me and Elliot from Elliot from Arsenal Vision Podcast, um, I felt like, you know, I agreed generally with his thought process in terms of squad building. But I think we have to take every single um, transfer and separate it and look at it from an isolated perspective. And I think if we start lumping, and I'm not saying this is what Elliot's doing, but this is what I think naturally like a lot of fans are, are kind of doing is now that we've had a couple of not so great experiences spending money on, on uh, spending a lot of money on players, every single player that's above a certain amount, we're like, he's not worth it. Like he's not worth it. We shouldn't get him. It's it's a waste of money. Oh my gosh, we're spending money and it's not going to work out. And I think we have to look at everything from an isolated perspective because, you know, we can't say at one point we want the club to compete again. And then when we're linked, reliably linked to high quality players, top level players um, complain because they don't cost like 20 million, you know, top level players that are going to be basically hole in ones, you know, you know, they're going to work out cost more, you know? So yeah, that's kind of just how I wanted to start this out. And so when I look at, you know, Ben White versus James Madison, I'm thinking about two completely different scenarios. Both can be seen as from Arsenal perspective as players that would be immediately blocking the path of a very young, talented player. One of them being Saliba and the other one being Emil Smith-Rowe. And I think both situations are completely different, 100% different. So when I think about Ben White and Saliba, what I think about is the fact that I think that this is a less necessary signing than a creative midfielder. And if the club want to spend $50 million on Ben White, it's not my money. So once I start, when I start thinking about it from the perspective of we're reliably linked with this person, I want to think about what they can bring to the table, not we shouldn't be getting them, right? Because it's not my money. And if the Cronkies or whatever are going to sanction this deal, which we have been basically led to believe by reliable journalists that KSE will be investing. And even Chris Wheatley said that we will spend 
80 million or so on two players, you know, and you can't know you're going to spend that unless you've actually sold players. So I'm thinking that that's KSE investment. If one of those players is a, a center, a center back, I think that is not the best use of the, of the money. But if you're telling me that those right-sided center back choices are going to be Saliba and Ben White, Ben White, who can also play right back, Ben White, who is also a pretty good center back. I mean, when we start talking about center backs and the qualities that they can bring, he's good at progressing the ball. He plays like a midfielder. If we're looking to have a type of team that's almost like numberless, where every single player is really good on the ball, then he would be perfect for that. And I think at 24 years old, 23, 24, he doesn't immediately block Saliba. I mean, do you think that you know, uh, Soyuncu is, is blocking Fofana, not really, even though Soyuncu is like 24, 25 years old. I think we have this, we we think anybody who's not 30 years old is immediately blocking our young players and we're so afraid that they won't stay at Arsenal if they're not starting day in and day out. 19-year-olds shouldn't be starting for Arsenal day in and day out. That's not how things work. None of our best teams had 19-year-olds starting day in and day out. Usually teams have maybe one 19-year-old maybe two max that are breaking into the team at the same time. And they're rarely starting 38 games a season. We have this weird obsession with our young players where we don't want to protect them. We want them to play every single game so that they won't leave us. And that's not necessarily the only way to keep them from leaving. We have to get them on good contracts and give them a, a pathway to the first team. So with Saliba, even if Ben White was starting some of the games and we played in a back three and Saliba played or Saliba played on the left or whatever, Ben, ben White played right back, it's not blocking Saliba's path. Saliba's 19 years old. Just because Fofana came in and started for Leicester, which is really only because Johnny Evans was not there and Soyuncu was not there, doesn't mean that we need to copy that in order to make Saliba happy you know what I mean so I think naturally we're we have anxiety because we want Saliba to play and I'm the same you know I've been saying on this channel multiple times that I want Saliba to be here but I actually don't want Saliba to be here to start I want Saliba to just be here to be in a rotation option because for me I don't think Saliba and Gabrielle is a partnership that's going to get you to the top four. I think it's a good partnership for the future. It's a perfect partnership in terms of balance. But one of those players needs to be a little bit more experienced. And Ben White is that. He is. He's more experienced than Saliba. And, you know, we don't want to put our players in a position where we're relying on them. And you know how we are. You know how we are as a fan base. We are very unkind to players that are making mistakes. And young players are never exempt from that either. So the Ben White and Saliba situation for me is more like, if this is what they want to do, that's what they want to do. But I don't necessarily feel like it's 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 that big of a priority because we have um, holding there as well. Now, when we start talking about Emil Smith-Rowe being blocked by James Madison, now I'm thinking that we're just being a little bit over the top. And the reason why I say that is because Emil Smith-Rowe is a very young player that has an injury record. And in order for him to play more in the future, he has to play less now. We love to rely on these 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, and think they're going to change our lives, and they're not. You know, Emil Smith-Rowe... You know, in order for us to, because there's a lot of people that want us to get into the top four. So let's just talk about that for a second. A, a creative midfielder, a 10, in that's going to get us to the top four is going to be able to provide the amount of assists that it's going to take for a bombing to, to score the goals that he needs to be able to score. We're talking 10 goals and 10 assists in the Premier League. 10 goals and 10 assists. That's Kevin De Bruyne type numbers, Bruno Fernandez type numbers. If you want to add... Maybe um, um, Firmino in there slash Trent Alexander-Arnold types because he scores goals and creates a lot for Liverpool. Those are the type of numbers that you need to be putting up on a regular basis. Emil Smith-Rowe gets injured so often. So do we really want to put that type of pressure on a 20-year-old when you could easily, not easily, I'm not going to say easily, but when you could bring in a proven creative midfielder that would take that burden off of him and allow him to grow and progress at a normal rate. You see what I'm saying? Like Ben White doesn't make as much sense because we have holding. James Madison makes sense because we have no one else. We have nobody else. And to 
rely on Emil Smith Rowe to put up those type of numbers when we know how important this next season is for us to get back into Europe. I just cannot believe that we would scoff at James Madison. I just think the two situations are different. And we're just looking at if they are, if if we have a young player in that position, we shouldn't be bringing in that player, especially if they cost above a certain amount. You know, James Madison, I hate, just let's be real. He's a good player, so he's going to cost more. Good players, prime players that are ready to go, that are going to get you the results, when they get there, are going to cost you more. Players that have a little bit of development to do, you know, that are maybe a little bit older and you're going to have to pay higher wages to, things like that, they're not sure things, so that's why they cost less. You know, so being linked to a player like James Madison and the club would know, like they're not sitting there like we're going to get him for 20. They know that they're going to have to pay 50 million for him. So if they're willing to spend that to get a prime age, Premier League proven, top level creative midfielder that will protect Emil Smith Rowe and allow us to create enough chances for Aubameyang to score goals, then I don't understand what we're crying about. Like I really, really don't because we keep saying that we want to compete, but when we're linked with players that would help us do that, if they cost over a certain amount, we're upset. Now, you're probably saying, well, we should have just got um, Emmy Buendia. Emmy Buendia, if we had gotten involved in that, like seriously involved versus Aston Villa, we wouldn't have been paying $35 million. We would have been playing upwards of 40 They were prepared to go through a bidding war. So Emmy Buendia from a championship team, who may or may not work out for 40 million plus or James Madison for 50 and you know what you're getting. I mean, can you, do you think Manchester United is sitting here right now saying that, you know, Bruno Fernandez was a mistake because he cost 60 to whatever, 60 to 70 million. No, because he was a sure thing. He took the, the team by on his back and he kept them going. And really he's one of the main reasons why they are where they are. So I just wanted to kind of open up with that because I was trying to get through my thoughts. And although I do agree with Elliot on squad building and how we need to make sure that we're using our resources correctly, I think we have to not just put everything in the same basket if it's above a certain amount and if there's a young player in there that can play that position because Emil Smith-Rowe is not guaranteed 10 goals in 10 assists. And that's what's necessary in order for us to get to the top four. And we also need players to protect those young players because for me smith Rowe doesn't really need to be starting for arsenal and and being relied upon for two or three more years you know most teams don't have 19 year olds carrying the team on their back like having a team with saliba starting with gabrielle and and also emil smith Rowe and saka that's that's a lot of young players to be really relying on in the one of the most important seasons of our of our history because we will be in a lot of big trouble if we don't get into Europe next season. So, yeah, like, I think we just have to separate things just a little bit. You know, I completely understand the Ben White thing. I can completely understand that because we have holding, we have other options, but we don't have another creative midfielder option. Odegaard would cost you 40. Buendia would have cost you 40. Madison is better than the both of them. So, of course, he's going to cost you more. He He's good for your homegrown numbers. He's already done it in the Premier League at a high level. So, if the club is willing to buy that player and that player is willing to come to Arsenal, which I'm not saying that he is, but if he was, why would you turn that down because of Smith Rowe? This would help Smith Rowe. And these players also need to be playing with better players. Like... They're not playing with good enough players. Like they're learning from Willian and and guys like that. And that's not good enough. They deserve better, you know? So I just wanted to kind of open up with that really quick. And I know that was kind of long, but I just wanted to kind of get my thoughts out there and see what you guys think, because I think we're getting into this thing where if it's above a certain amount, we're just, we're too, we're afraid it's not going to work out. So we just say it's not smart squad building because why would you spend that amount on that player? Well, that's how much those types of players cost. They, they will not cost you less. And if they do, there's something wrong. There's a reason why. And for me, if they cost 20 million, I'd rather just keep Smith Rowe and just let him play. But if we're getting a prime age, sure thing, James Madison, then by all all means, I think that's what we should go for, to be honest. Um, Let's see. Sean says, if players who were linked to 
we don't get and our team is successful, that is what matters to me. Um, let's see. Do not mind Lakanga. I can see the logic in signing him for 20 to 17, but do not see the logic of spending 50 million on Ben White, 20 million on Ramsdale. I mean, I'm just talking about James Madison here. I've already said the the whole Ben White thing. I get that. But to lump James Madison in that, I think is just trying, is just being a little bit too, like everything needs to be separated. It really, really does. JR says James Madison would be a good signing, a great signing. I'm worried about the injury record. However, that's why you have Smith Rowe there. Those two could rotate. And you guys, we have to score 70 goals next season. Like that's what it takes to, to just at maybe get into the top four. Chelsea is an outlier, but the other teams got 70 goals. And then the year prior in a normal season when there was fans in the stands, it was closer to like 80 to get into the top four. We scored 50 this season. So not only do we have to find a way to get the ball to a bombing, but the players around him need to be able to score goals as well. Do you really want to burden Saka and Emil Smith Rowe with that type of with that those type of numbers? We're talking about both of them scoring 10 goals and and Pepe scoring 15. Like we're talking a lot of goals here. So if you could bring in a proven player and take that burden off of them, I don't really understand why you wouldn't do that. Let's see. 100% KSE has invested poorly, sold poorly, and operated poorly. It's their problem to fix whatever it may cost. Um, let's see. Matt G says, I don't understand who say Ben White is unnecessary because we had the third best defense in the league. We achieved that with David Luiz, our best center back who has now left. I do think, so I guess for me, is like it's just the last thing. Like I know that we need another center back, but with holding already being there and Saliba, I'm just not sure if, you know, it's, it's a priority, but if the club wants to spend money on Ben White, I don't think it's like, Oh, it's Ben White or Basuma. I think that's what the assumption is. And that's what I was thinking before as well. When the window first opened, I was like, okay, we need to get two midfielders and then a creative midfielder or something like that. And then see what happens after that, maybe a right back. And then as the window started going and it started to become more clear that we probably have more money, it's been reported by multiple people that we have more money than we think. Then it became, okay, I'm not so anxious about it being Basuma or nothing or Basuma or center back. Basuma or whatever midfielder will come in. Lakanga will get to that in a moment. And if they want to buy Madison and, and Ben White, then why are we complaining? Like, you know what I mean? I just, I don't think there's been any indication yet that if we get Ben White, we're not going to get the midfielder. You see what I'm saying? So I don't really understand where that's coming from because I just think it's like, we're just naturally so anxious and defensive over the transfer window that we're making up scenarios that don't really exist or haven't happened yet. Barry says, Lakanga and Madison would be great signings. White is no way worth $50 million. Good player, but at that price, no. Homegrown dictating his price. So many better CBs out there. I can agree that maybe we could look somewhere else and get another center back. Center back is something that we need to look at. Maybe not this window, but then maybe the next one. But Ben White, I, I'm still not really understanding why. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not really understanding why him in particular. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just don't know. You know, um, let's see. So, yeah. Um, Rancid is saying Lakanga will not join Arsenal. Bayern is interested too. Sorry for this news. That's not anything that we've heard actually at this point. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all I'm really saying is that let's not react before we actually know what's going on. There's no indication that if we spend the money on Ben White, we won't spend like we won't actually get Basuma or whatever midfielder we're looking at. It looks like Lakanga is going to get done. And for me, James Madison is a completely different thing because I do think we need to bring in a creative midfielder, somebody that's going to improve us and actually be a good enough protection for ESR is going to cost 40 plus. We can't get Buendia. We're not going to get Odegaard. So if James Madison is available to us, then it is what it is. And if KSC is willing to, to pay for it, why are we going to sit there and be like, no, don't get him because, because he's too much. Like, I don't understand, you know? So yeah. But um, 
AK Gunner is saying, Jess, I am for Madison. I have no problem spending big on top quality. My issue is the talent of Ben White and Ramsdale is not really worth the fee that they're quoted by reliable sources. Yeah, Ben White looks like a player that's going to come to Arsenal. Like, if we want him and we're going to go back in, a, a bid was was rejected and we'll go back in. That's a player that looks like is going to come to the Emirates. I just have to see how he's going to be used. I just don't really understand because he's not necessarily that tall. He's not an amazing defender. He's just, he has very similar qualities to Saliba without the physical stature and the defensive quality, which is weird, you know, but Ramsdale is also like, I know they want a competitive English backup goalkeeper. And I, you know, I, I just can't even really go. I, you know, I can't really even go with that because I'm just like, why not just promote Hein or or Aquanco or something like that? So I, I agree with the goalkeeper thing. I'm not really understanding that. James Madison is just the one I needed to pick out. All right. So let's talk about Lakanga. So the the reports are basically saying that now um, it looks like it's going to get done. You know, we had a $15 million bid rejected, but we'll come back in and it should get done somewhere around 20, 20 million pounds. So I think that's a good thing. And Lakanga seems like the type of player to me that is a backup to Thomas Party. We know that Thomas will be gone um, for the AFCON in January. So it's it would be nice to have um, like-for-like like qualities in a player and also be able to give him quality minutes so that we can increase his value because he's somebody that, you know, if we play our cards right – we could sell for more if we wanted to. We could bring him in for 20 and, and double or triple that in the next couple of years. So he's highly rated young player, 21 years old, on the cusp of the Belgian team, which we know is not going to be an easy team to get into, especially in midfield with your Tielemans and your Witzels and your De Bruyne's and all these types of players. So for me, this is a very smart signing. You know, as we're looking at the window and we're not so sure about Ben White, we're not really sure about the Ramsdale thing. This is something that I think we could be excited about because when Thomas is not there, we won't lose all of our athleticism and it's like for like. We're not going to get the Ceballos, you know, type of drop off. We're not going to get the Elneny type of drop off. It's 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 a good thing. And I just like the player. I get real Thomas Party vibes plus some Camavinga vibes because he can also go forward and contribute to the attack. He has a really good long ball on him, and he's a ball progression monster. So some of the, the key characteristics of the players that we've been linked to reliably has been ball progression, mostly dribbling with their ball progression. Some of them have longer switches and nice passing ranges, but mostly they can dribble. You know, so those are good things. You know, we need better ball progressors. We need people that are comfortable on the ball. When you have players like like Burn Leno, you have players like um, even Granit Xhaka with his 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 lack of mobility, um, holding that's a little stiff, a little bit unable to progress the ball. This is a good move to get players like that in there. You know, so I like him. I like him a lot. So what I want to do is just I want to share my screen real quick, and. Um, show you guys some of the 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 charts so ooh, look at that all right so this is actually from scott willis from oh that crab or oh underscore that underscore crab he's he's on the arsenal vision podcast as well so this is his what he calls like a crab cake for for um albert sambi lakanga so this kind of tells you where he he excels and where he maybe struggles a little bit for the percentiles and all that kind of stuff so right here i'm sorry for the wind you guys i hope you guys can hear me but interceptions he's really high he's in the 91st percentile ball recovery 73 3rd percentile um block passes he's not really high on that but dribbled past percentile is 91 so his his ball progression is really good progressive carries 90 percent um my 90 90 percent percentile and progressive carries dribbles completed 63 um 94 passes into 94 percent percentile and passes into the final third 89 percent progressive passes in general so what we're kind of see is a, pat a pattern of really good passing and really good dribbling 
you know, which is what you really need in your in your midfield. And then when we get to like the key passes and stuff, it goes a little bit lower. He's not really a offensive force as of now, but that's something that he can always improve on. You know, so when I look at this, basically what I see is just um, a very good progressive dribbler and a really good progressive passer. And that's pretty similar to Thomas Party. I think he can probably improve on his tackles. Um, if you're going to be sitting at the base of the midfield um, where Thomas is, you, your tackles would need to be a little bit better than this. And your block passes will probably need to be better than this. But from like what... I remember like Arsene Wenger had said that usually your technical ability doesn't really improve that much after like age 14. So when we see that he's already kind of has the quality in terms of his passing and his technical quality, the things like the tackles and all that, that can be improved um, in my opinion. So this is kind of like a good representation of, of what the guy is really good at. So I like that. And that gives you kind of a, a strong indication that he's, pretty similar to Thomas. These are like some other stats that I that I got as well, like some more charts. And um, it says Sambi Lakonga successful long passes origin. So like most of his good long passes come through the center of the pitch here, which is really was really cool. And then his successful long passes where they end are in these areas so he can hit it behind the fullback right here or into space in that in the half space here and then also like right in here so if you kind of look who would be playing right in this little section here on the left that's usually karen tierney slash emil smith Rowe. so he would be able to from the center circle be able to switch it um over to our runners on the left and the right hand side which is really really nice so I really, I like his passing patterns. I think that's something that we need. We need long range passing and, and that's something that he, he has. He just has to maybe improve on his tackling and his defensive part of his game. So let's see what you guys are saying. <laughs> no, Scott doesn't get fireworks. Um, Dublin Gunner says, I saw the crab cake earlier, confused about something. What's the difference between an interception and a blocked pass? Hmm, that's interesting. I don't really know the difference. Maybe I should ask Scott. Um, blocked pass. Maybe a blocked pass is, I don't know. To be honest, I'm not really sure. But it looks like he needs to improve on both of those. So um, I'll ask Scott, and I'll let you guys know tomorrow. Aka Gunner says Lakanga is a six, has Pogba vibes from his comps, suits the profile. We need very athletic, good passer, ball carrier, and good through balls. Um, Lori Laker says, so Lakanga coming instead of Basuma at twice more of the price. That's what I read. This he's he's a six. To me, I don't really I I think we're trying to secure Lakanga just in case for some reason we don't have enough money to get the next midfielder, to be honest. I think we get that midfielder if we sell a certain amount of players. Like, we would get Basuma if not, but I think this is just to go ahead and secure it. I'm not really sure. It's a little bit weird because I'm like, would you buy Basuma and Lakanga in the same window? I'm not really sure. I would love it, but I'm not sure you would. I'm not sure. Hakuna Matata says, is it not hard for you watching Arsenal in nighttime in America. Can you sleep good after the games? I mean, the earliest games usually like would come on at like four in the morning and I usually wake up around four or five anyway. So if you guys, you probably do see me t tweeting at that time, that's I'm an early riser. So it doesn't really bother me. I don't really go to sleep after to be honest, but I'm like um, an early sleeper. Like I'm, I'm in bed by like nine, you guys. Um, M. Hobbin says, I think he's more of an eight than a six. Dubber Ducky says, the games are usually in the morning in America. Exactly. Um, Sean says, nobody can't tell me that Lakanga isn't an upgrade on Gwendozi. Hopefully he has a better attitude. Um, <laughs> Lindsay says, 4 a.m. Ew. I mean, that's just me. I'm a, I love getting up in the morning, like before the sun is actually up. Um, I can't even sleep past like eight. You know, to be honest, that's just not me. Um, Ola Donkey <laughs> says, Lakanga is okay, but Basuma has to come now. I mean, 
I would love for us to get both. I would hope that that's the plan, but because we do need two midfielders, like two that could play in the pivot. And I think something tells me this is just a hunch. This is just me kind of guessing, but I was talking to somebody earlier and I was saying that I think we're waiting to see what happens with Kamavinga, to be honest. Like that's the only reason why you'd stall on getting Basuma. It seems like we're interested in him. There's been reports that we're going to up our interest soon, but there's no other reason to be waiting to pull the trigger unless you're waiting on something else. And that player seems to me to be Kamavinga because his situation, his future needs to be sorted out sooner rather than later. We've been said to be interested. We think a deal could be done. Uh, it's us in PSG that are really interested in him. I think he wants to go to PSG, but if they can't guarantee him playing time and, and time for him to, de to, to develop, we could offer him that. So I think that's maybe why we're waiting on it. I still think there's a chance that we could get Basuma and Lakanga, but I think basically what you do is you secure the easiest one to secure just to make sure. And then you see what happens with the other one, to be honest. Let's see. Dubber Ducky says, I remember a 3 a.m. game for Arsenal once. Oh, gosh. Gerard B says, of course, we would buy Basuma and Lakanga in the same window. We will be bailing out a whole lot of midfielders. Um, Jordan Shippers says, Kamavinga, indeed. I mean, that's what it seems like. That's just kind of how I'm, I'm interpreting kind of – I'm trying to understand the window, you guys. I really, really am. I still don't understand the Ben White thing, but – the Madison thing makes sense to me because he's the only midfielder that really comps with Odegaard since he was our our number one choice. And Lakanga makes sense because we need somebody who's not African to fit in that position, but we need them to be similar to Thomas Party slash whoever else would come in. And then the only reason why you'd be waiting to see if you're what you're gonna do with Basuma is if you're waiting on Kamavinga. That's the only thing that makes sense. Neves things went what really quiet i don't think there's anything really to those um yeah so that's the only thing that really makes sense to me and i'm not saying that i know this i'm like not in the know i'm just trying to piece things together <laughs> Lori laker says as per latin sport we're pushing to secure the services for camavinga very into this if possible i mean that would be cool like you know if we could get camavinga like to me also it's like I kind of feel like Basuma is more of a sure thing. I know Kamavinga is an amazing player, but they're, they're different profiles for sure. But another young player, you know, um, I'm not sure, you know, but if we think we can get one of the top young midfielders in the world and that's what we're waiting to see, I can only imagine that they've had talks with him. You don't wait and leave Basuma waiting if you haven't spoken to him and see if there's an opportunity. That's the same thing with James Madison, like, would you be even entertaining the fact of paying 50 plus million for him if you didn't know if you could, there was an opportunity to get him, you know? So I don't think that's how it works. Let's see. Barry Burns says, think you are right as Pierre has advised Camavinga to stay in France for a few more years. Would be great if we got him, but feel other clubs will swoop if Camavinga can secure PSG. Yeah, if he goes to PSG, I think... It's just, if you have an opportunity, if I'm the club and I'm like, okay, well, Kamaving is available, Basuma's here, but I know we know he's not going anywhere. He's not really reliably linked with anybody else. Unless Lester sells Ndidi, which it doesn't look likely at the moment, or he's not a real target for Liverpool anymore. If you know he's going to be there, but you have a chance to sign Kamavinga, I can see why the club would be like, okay, let's just see what happens. If PSG can't give him what he's asking for, which is legitimate playing time, which at PSG I don't think will be an, um, a sure thing. They just brought in, you know, Jeannie Wijnaldum. Well, let's just see. Let's see how that plays out. But, I mean, if you, if you get either Kamavinga or Basuma, I'm not going to cry. Like, those are both really good options. Colin says, I do not see our current squad. I do not see how with our current squad, we do not do Pesuma first. I don't know. If it was me just to kill the anxiety, I would, you know, if it was me, I would just go ahead and get Pesuma, but I can see if the club's like calm, they're calm about it. And they're like, okay, we know Pesuma's here. We know he's interested. Kind of like how they did with a wall, which I don't think was perfect. You know, waiting to see if you could get a wall before you did the release clause for Thomas party. But you know, if you know Basuma's there and you know that there's not a lot of people really sniffing around, you don't have to really worry, 
you know, maybe they're just thinking, why not wait it out? Jordan Shipper says, I have a sneaky suspicion Odegaard is an impossible 35 to 40 million. I mean, I mean, you guys let me know. Would you rather have James Madison for like 50 or would you rather have Odegaard for 35, 40? What do you guys think? I think I more like spend the extra 10 and get James Madison and just say goodbye to Odegaard. I think Odegaard's a really good player, but I just, I know what I'm getting with James Madison. Like, I just know. I like the player a lot. So I'd prefer that, to be honest. Boss says, thoughts on Arteta needs his players. All of the best managers come in and work with what they have. If he couldn't get the best out of our players, will he get the best out of new ones? If they're the players that he really wants, then I would I would hope so. You know, um, I don't think he's gotten the best out of the players that, that we have. I think he's kind of tossed them to the side and thought, oh, I can't work with these because they have rough edges or they're not perfect. But, I mean, he has worked with some, you know, he's worked with holding, he's worked with Chambers, he worked with Mustafi when he was here. I think this the thing is like he hasn't really worked with the players that we wanted him to work with, like Saliba, maybe Guendouzi. He has worked with some of these players and got the most out of some of them. Um, but I do think ultimately we need to, I don't think Arteta is any different than any other player, uh, any other manager, you know. Any other manager, we would want them to get their players. But I think because so many people are not high on Arteta, we're like, well, why would we spend the money on him? Why would we give him the money? Any manager that you bring in, you have to invest in them or it's a complete waste of your time. So at this point, he needs to get his players in. And if it doesn't work, hopefully we got good enough players where the next manager can come in and do better with what, well, with what we have. I mean, if you bring in some of the players that we're linked with, plus the players that we have, a lot of managers could do a lot with that with that group, you know. So I'm not that worried about it. If Arteta goes, I mean, you still have a good group, you know. Gerard B says Madison makes sense because he's English. Also, since we need to meet our local quota, spineless or spineless, <laughs> priceless truth. Record label Inc. says sure up the spine. Lakanga is Mateo replacement for sure. I mean, I don't know if he's better or not because I haven't really seen him play a lot, to be honest, but I think he could do a job. I think he can do maybe what Guendouzi was doing, if not a little bit better. I think he fits the, the profile a little bit better. So if he's a Guendouzi replacement, that's perfect. You know, we need somebody else that could play in that pivot. Um, let's see. Jared says, Odegaard, younger, and he has everything we need in a cam. If he can improve on his goal scoring and assists, he will be a really good player for us. I mean, we're, ta we're talking about paying $40 million for a player that still needs time to develop. You know, we know that Odegaard's not quite where he needs to be, and there's no guarantee that he'll get there. So paying $40 million for somebody who still needs to improve on his goals and assists you know, where you could spend maybe 10, 15 million more and get somebody that's already proven who we know walks straight into the team and gets you 10. I mean, in a bad season, everybody said Madison had a bad season this season was, excuse me, was in Lester's starting 11, 50% of the time, still got 10 goals and 11 assists. See what I'm saying? Like, 10 million more gets you something sure. You know, Odegaard still needs, is 22 years old and still needs to develop. And I'm not even sure if he, did he have a bigger impact on our team than Smith Rowe? Not really. You know, so I think I would go with James Madison because, you know, it's a sure, it's a more sure thing. Richard says, do you think we persist with Willick? With AFCON around the corner, our center midfield options are seriously lacking. Well, I mean, we're talking about players that we absolutely need. I mean, like if the club is going to sanction, you know, Ben Ben Wide and a, a creative midfielder or something like that, well, I think we might need the $25 million from Willick to, to bring in the other midfielder that we really need. So for me even though I think Willick would be a, a body, you know, to have, I think if he doesn't have the goals, I don't actually want him in my midfield because I think that he adds enough in terms of our, the passing ability and stuff like that. So I would say still sell, you know, because you have Aziz, if you bring in Lakanga, then 
if you break, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a better fit than persisting with Willick and potentially not getting the 30 million that you could be getting for him now. I think Newcastle are going to pay that money. I do. Um, Darren is saying Koopa Miners. I think he's already gone to Atlanta. Um, M. Hobbin says this window is starting to make sense. White and Sambi allow us to press up the pitch higher, add a good deep line playmaker like Neves, and you have a 4 3 3 that Arteta wants. Interesting point. That's an interesting point. The Neves thing went really, really like it went really quiet, really quick. So I don't really know if we're still in for him, to be honest. But sometimes, I mean, they say sometimes when we get quiet, that means that things are happening. So I don't know. Maybe he's still on the cards. I'm not sure. Um, Gerard says Madison over Odegaard any day, day. I agree with you 100%. Lindsay says Lester, I basically told him to ask for a move. And if he does, that will knock 15 to 20 million off the price. Good point. Hola, donkey. That, that, that name is so funny. Don't trust Arteta's judgment. Madison, yes. Ben White, no. Basuma, yes. Odegaard, no. I mean, Odegaard was somebody that was brought in because there wasn't a lot of other options. But, I mean, Madison seems like somebody that Arteta has been looking at for a while. We, there was reports that he was somebody that he wanted a while back. You know, so every, every transfer is not going to go perfectly. You know, so I don't know. And I would rather – I want to see these players play before I make a decision on whether it's right or not. But I agree, like – at this point, I would not be surprised if people were a little bit apprehensive about trusting Arteta's judgment. I think his player, like, picking ability or whatever is okay. You know, um, I think his man management is poor. That's what I think. Let's see. Um, hey, guys, make sure that you smash the like button and subscribe to the channel. Um, as Maram says, do you think... Arsenal will buy Neves, Locatelli, and Basuma plus Lakanga as the third midfielder. Neves, Locatelli seem like Jacob replacement, Lakanga replacement for Guendouzi. To be honest, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I think um, I think Locatelli's going to Juventus. <laughs> that's what I really think. I don't think he's coming to Arsenal. Maybe we are looking for somebody that's a little bit more similar to Jaka, but part of me thinks what I said earlier is that I don't think Neves is real. I don't think Locatelli is a real option. I think it's Basumar and Camavinga. That's what I really think. Um, I think we need two midfielders, not three. I don't, I can't see us bringing in three midfielders to play in the pivot and then getting a creative midfielder. I think we need two creative midfielders and two players to play in the pivot. So if I had to choose, you know, should we get the Neves type or should we get the Basuma type? I would say get Basuma, forget the whole Neves Locatelli thing and move on, you know, but the Conga as a Guendouzi replacement makes sense to me for sure. Um, why do I think his man management is poor? I just think that what I see from Arteta is kind of like a, um, a almost like an arrogance in a way where players that are a little bit rough around the edges, he doesn't seem to have the ability to put his arm around the player and make it work. It feels like once you've done something that I don't like, you're out. He likes to ice people out. And then when you do that, it's hard to get them to come back. And when you have limited resources, you need to be careful. Um, it just feels like he's a little heavy handed, like, Every, every player needs to be kind of harshly dealt with, you know, and for me, that's not, that's not the right way to be when you have limited resources. When you're Pep and you know that they can spend 50 more million on another player, then you're good to go. But at Arsenal, it's a little bit different. So for me, I just feel like the amount of players that has been iced out, you know, just his inability to make things work with players with rough edges to me is something that he needs to work out. But that's just me. Like from what I can see, which is not everything, he needs to work on his man management. And that's just, you know, I think his his footballing IQ and his tactical, you know, abilities, coaching is good, you know, but if you can't work with players that aren't perfect, then what players are you going to be working with? Like not everybody is Saka, you know? Um, and I don't, I don't really agree with all players seem to love him. I think the young players love him. 
and that's different. The young players like Emil Smith-Rowe, Saka, the players that he likes to work with, Tierney, that have the attitude that he wants, he can work with. But do you think Saliba loves him? Do you think Wendouzi loves him? Do you think Aubameyang loves him? Do, I, I can't say that for sure. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's not arrogance. I just feel like he he wants to be a certain manager, but maybe he doesn't have the experience yet for it. So it comes off like arrogance, but it's what you would expect from a Pep or an Arson. You know, the type of manager where if you don't do it the way that I want, then you're out. You know, but with him, because he's not there yet and we have limited resources and we have some broken pieces that can be used, I think he could be a little bit more flexible in the way that he deals with these situations, but that's just me. Let's see. Mm. Jacobus says your most successful teams in the Premier League have four or five top quality center backs or even two top quality players for each position. I don't understand. I don't get why you were on about Ben. It's, it's not so much that I I don't think he's as good as other people think, but it's it's um, it's a personal preference. It's not a ding against him. We all have opinions, and for me, I don't think he's as good as other people are saying. But I agree with you that we need top quality players more than just one. Like if you tell me that we start next season with Ben White and Saliba as our two right sided center backs, then that's fine. My whole issue with the Ben White thing was at first I believe that it was Ben White a set or a center back and if we got him we wouldn't be able to get something else now that I don't feel like that's the case then if you spend the money on him you spend the money on him I'll see if he's good enough when he plays for Arsenal so I do agree that you need top quality players and more than just one in every single position I'm just not sure that Ben White is that person. And I also think that he's very overpriced. So bringing in another top quality center back, like if you told me that we we're going to bring in, um, let's just say Tapsoba, who I think is good, then that's fine. Because in my opinion, he's really good. In your opinion, Ben is probably good. So we agree on the fact that we need top quality center backs. I just think he's overpriced. And for me, he's not that guy, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So... But I, I do agree that we need to get used to the, the idea that players aren't just going to leave because they're not starting every single game. I think we have anxiety around our young players leaving if they're not starting. So we have this don't block his path thing, and you're not blocking his path. You're, you're not. Because Emil Smith-Rowe's path is not is not really it's, – it's not – Madison is not going to do that. It's, he's not. And um, Saliba – his path is not necessarily going to be, you know, blocked because a Ben White comes in, you know, so top teams that you guys want to compete with. We've said before, top four slash top five, whatever is the goal. And if we look at the makeup of those teams, bar maybe a Liverpool because they and you see what happened with them. They played with basically the same 11 for three years and they're broken down now is that. We need options and we need high quality options in those positions, you know? So for me, it's not that big of a deal, but I think we have this anxiety that nobody's going to want to stay at Arsenal if they're not playing every single game. And we need a competitive environment, you know? And I think a, a positive competitive environment starts with making sure you have the right types of players for the young players to aspire to learn from and compete with. And so I think James Madison does that for you. I'm not sure if Ben White does that for you, to be honest. And Basuma and Lakanga do that for you because if you have like a Basuma, Thomas Party, Lakanga, and Aziz fighting for those positions in the pivot, then that's real competitive. It's like for like, it feels right. You know what I mean? Versus having a Ceballos and El Nenny there just for whatever. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's all. Cor <laughs> Cordy? <laughs> says, let's leave a compete with Ben White. If Ben White is better, then so be it. I agree. Yeah. My only issue was like, if we get this center back, are we not going to get a midfielder? And I don't believe that's true. So if he comes in, he comes in, you guys. He can also play right back. I know people are like, don't buy him if you're going to play him at right back. But 
you know, I haven't seen us reliably linked with a right back yet. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that you bring in Ben White and you sell Hector for 20, you sell Xhaka, you sell whoever else, and then we get another player that we really want in and we just deal with the right back situation and we get to it. Let's see. Lindsay says, Bielsa says Ben White is elite and I believe him. Look, I'm not saying he's not. And I would, if he comes to Arsenal, I would love to be wrong. And that's the thing. Like, you guys will never really find me doing that thing where it's like, I want so badly to be right that I want bad things to happen for Arsenal. That's never it. I'm so okay with saying, you know what? <laughs> I was wrong. If Ben White comes to Arsenal, I want him to be the best thing since sliced bread 100 i want it to work you know so i would love to be wrong on this it's just when i've watched him play i just thought he was a little basic like you know but hey if it if it you know if he's good he's good which i do think that ben white will be an arsenal player next season i really do think that arsenal want him i do and i think when we want a player when we really want him we get him m hobbin says saliba has played on the left most of the last two seasons i mean is it out of the realm of possibility that Saliba and Gabrielle and, and Ben White could all play together and some three, you know, Gabrielle on the left, Saliba in the middle, Ben White on the right. Maybe Ben White plays the Chambers role as that inverted right back slash center back. Like it, he's better than Chambers. So wouldn't that just make a better Chambers type situation? I mean, I'm trying to think of the positives, you guys, like, because I don't want to go through the summer and be sad. Like, I really don't. That's just it. <laughs> Don Juan says, um, Ben White is a good player. He will be the best defender in the Prem in the next couple of seasons. Mark these words. Okay, everybody, mark these words. <laughs> you guys, go ahead if you want to. Go ahead and send your, your questions. I'll still read comments, but if you want to send in questions, go ahead. We'll, we'll stay on for another 10 minutes or so. Dublin Gunner says, we shouldn't worry too much about prices. We have to believe those making the decisions know what our budget is, I hope. I mean, hey, if we if we have the money and we can spend on quality players, then I'm not upset about it at all. That's why I'm like, if you have the money to spend on James Madison and he wants to come to Arsenal, well, sign him up. Like, sign him up. Like, you know, let's go. Barry Burns said, was there any more on Tyler Adams? Not as of now. They said that we're looking to, we're, we're interested in, paying his release clause. I don't know what his release clause is and we're, we're really interested in him. So I don't really know if that's, if something else doesn't work out or, or what it actually is, but I would love Tyler Adams at Arsenal. You know, I would, to be honest. Joshua A says best thing since sliced bread, just picking up British slang. I mean, I heard that in America. I don't know if, if it is an English or a, a British thing. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, Pop Smoke fan says everyone wants Ben White it is who can afford him um, okay so if I say best thing since sliced bread it's American if I say best thing since white bread that's British okay good <laughs> um, QWERTY says what's your verdict on Lukonga's role in the team um, rotational option plays behind Thomas learns from Thomas becomes Thomas in the next couple of years um, I think he's the rotational option behind whoever we get and Thomas. That's what I really think. And competing with that spot also with Aziz. Dublin Gunner says, my right back priority is now anyone but Selig, thanks to the, the, the Euros. I mean, he hasn't looked amazing, has he? And that's, that's, that's the interesting thing is watching players play for real outside of their compilations and, and learning a little bit more about them and seeing them in real life. I have to say that I wasn't super impressed with him in the first game against Italy. I really wasn't. And um, I would love for us to be linked with Rudobaku. I would love that. I would love for us to be linked with him, but... I haven't seen any reliable links to him. I haven't seen any links um, to him in general. So, um, I, you guys, my prediction is that we don't get a right back. That's my prediction. Selig got ripped today. Selig was awful today. Oh, my gosh. Exposed. <laughs> Oi, um, Oi Kenna says, how much do you think we will spend in this window? I struggle to see us spending 150 to 200 million. That's why I think we have to prioritize, prioritize the positions. I think 
what has been alluded is that KSE or something, we're getting 80 million or something from them. And then from player sales, we'll make about 60 and whatever that is, is whatever that is. So I don't really know, to be honest. Um, I think the most like 120, maybe, you know, um, 80 plus 60 is 140, right? So I would say something around there. I mean, if, if, if we sell $60 million worth of players, which I think we can, and we will, you know, plus the 80 million, that's 140. And we also have to remember that we're going to pay in installments, you know, so it's not like we have to pay 200 million up front. It's going to be like, okay, so like Madison costs 80 million or not 80 million. I'm sorry, like 60 million. We pay 10 up front, something like that, 15 up front. So it's, it's very much so doable, you know, if we break things up into, into payments. But I think for a Ben White and a Madison, you will have to pay maybe a little bit more up front, but maybe not the whole thing, you know? So I can see us doing it just kind of how, when we, when we bought Pepe, we actually spent like 200 million in that window, but it was because we were able to pay in installments. You know what I mean? Richard says Balogun backup center forward or Laka. I think you have to sell Lacazette, to be honest. I think he's a part of my 60 million that we're going to get for this window. Um, 60 million for, uh, 60 million. Um, Lacazette, 15, 20 million. Get him off the wage bill. Um, bring Balogun in. I think, I think at least one position is going to feel like it wasn't addressed. And I think it's going to be center forward. I think we'll see whether or not we have a really big center forward issue this this you know this season either Aubameyang steps up and gives us that 25 goals a season plus that we know him to, to do or we're looking at a new you know center forward soon we've been linked with Alexander Isak I just think that's a little bit out of the realm of possibility for this particular window just going on how many things we actually need to do but if he still stays at Real Sociedad next season that would be a good person to replace Aubameyang with because Aubameyang will be two years into his contract, right? His his last contract was three seasons. So we'll be looking for a new striker to replace Aubameyang. I think that's the right time to do that. But I think if you go into the season with Aubameyang and Balogun, it is a little bit risky, but I think it can be done. And, I, you know, if you have like a James Madison, if you have a Pepe on fire, I think you can get away with it. I really, really do. But it'll be it'll be scary. It'll be like... If somebody falls a little bit short, we could be asked out for real. Let's see. Don one says 140 mil. We'll be lucky to get 50. I mean, I think we'll sell $60 million worth of, of players. I don't see why that's out of the realm of possibility. You're going to get about 20 for, for Xhaka, 15, you know, 15 for him, 15 for Bellerin right there on the, on the low side. That's 30. If you sell Willick, for 25, then, you know, you're already at 55. So, and it's already been alluded by very reliable sources that KSE is going to invest in. It's probably 80 million. So I don't really think it's that far off. Like if you actually do the math, you know what I mean? Jaka looks like 30 million today. Does he? You guys, I didn't really see all of the games. So tell me if Jaka did good or not. Jonathan David is would he be ready from Lille? You know, and he is he's the type of striker that we really want. He's a little bit on the shorter side. Um, not that I think that that's an issue, but I do think that if he's not elite in every other area, you probably want somebody a little bit taller. Um, but I think he's a good young player, and I think he made the right decision to go to Lille. Um, he looks good in his development there. You know, so I don't know if he may need another year. Um, Shaquille O'Neal says, why do you think we won't get a right back? The only reason why I feel like we won't get a right back is because we haven't been reliably linked with one. Um, and I think I just have this weird feeling. It's a gut feeling that we will play Ben White as a right back or something like that, or we'll continue to play Chambers or something. I just have this weird feeling. We also still have Cedric. So we actually have two right backs. And to bring in a center back that can also play right back, I just have the sneaky suspicion, especially even being linked to somebody like Adams who can also play right back. That's too many coincidences. That's it's a lot of coincidence. So I just have this feeling. We haven't been really linked with anybody reliably in that position. 
Um, Molly says, Isaac might go back to Dortmund if Holland leaves. I've also thought about that as well. But the, the good thing is that what they're trying to do, and I don't know if it happens or not, but Holland, that deal, well, they're also linked with another striker. And I saw that today, and I can't remember the name. But Dortmund is linked reliably with another striker. But they've also, Chelsea has tried to add um, – Tammy Abraham to the deal for Halan. So Isaac also said he doesn't want to go back to Dortmund. He said that in an interview that he's done with that. You know, he wants to move on. He doesn't want to go back. So those things would be in our favor if we wanted to get him. But I can't remember the person, but Dortmund is reliably linked with another striker and Chelsea are trying to add Tammy Abraham to the Halan deal. So if those couple of things maybe happen, we would still have a chance to get him. We just we would need we need to really focus on this season and make sure that we get Europe at the very least so that we can attract that type of player next season because I think I really think that guy's gonna be really good. Like I think he's gonna be he'll probably have another really good season. And then we're talking about spending big on a striker, you know, so we have to make sure that we're an attractive place for somebody like him to come. M. Hobbin, I still, I, I still like my Brandt idea as well. I would still take him. If, if we couldn't get Madison, I would take Brandt. I still think he's a good player. That's just me. Um, Jim Housen says, AMN at right back. I mean, I, he's, he's got to go, doesn't he? <laughs> he's got to go. Um, I don't think he's coming back not to play right back. You know that. Uh, Chasman says, that right back for Portugal, Wolves, Semedo. You guys, I think Semedo is so bad. <laughs> I think he's like um like a um like a Theo Walcott that plays in the back because he's he's not really technically gifted. And the way Arteta wants to play, he wants to play with players that are comfortable on the ball. He's not really that. So I would say no on him. You know, um if you really like him, I completely understand, but for a right back, I would say Riddle Baku would probably be somebody that I'd really like, you know, to play in that position. Mukele's really good too, but he's not really as technically gifted as I feel like you would need to be. Like, I honestly think Arteta wants a Zinchenko on the right for us. Like, that's what I really think he wants. <laughs> Jason says, same, I feel Ben White is going to play right back. I would not be surprised, to be honest. Hey, I don't know if that's Terry or KJ, but if it's Terry or KJ... Hi. <laughs> yeah, you guys, make sure you smash the like button. Going to be on for a couple more minutes. Bowie the Cat says, Jaka didn't even look like 30p today. He was skinned all day. You guys are so mean. Um, <laughs> Jim Housen says, just throwing anything at the wall. I get you. Um, M. Hobbin says, Des, Barcelona just bought a new right back. Is that Emerson? Is that Emerson that they just bought? Did they bring him back? Who did they, who did they buy? I don't even know. Dest to me is a really good right wing back, but we don't play that way, you know? So, and I love Dest, but I think he lacks something, a little bit of maybe defensive quality, a little bit of physicality, really good going forward, but he just really strikes me as a less good Hakimi. And I don't think that's really what we need. Hi, Terry. So Dublin Gunner says, agreed on tomato, Jess. How did that guy ever play for Barcelona? I don't know. I really, really don't know. Um, I think he's, He's very Theo Walcott in the back. Like, he just doesn't have any quality on the ball. Like, you know, do you remember the way that Pepe skinned him? Like, no. No thanks. Um, I would pass. Spinazzola. Yeah, you guys. All these these Italians that, that are playing really well now, we're not getting any of those. <laughs> we're not getting Spinazzola. We're not getting whoever. I, I just can't see it. And to be honest, like, I don't want the France, the France effect, you know, all those players went for very big deals, Tolisso, Umtiti, um, Dembele, Griezmann, well, Griezmann, I think went to Barcelona before. And now look, you know, I think when players play in national tournaments, you have to be really, really careful because they're playing in a different environment under different circumstances, you got to watch them for their club team. That's just me. So any of these Italian guys, I'm saying, unless you've watched them in real life, like at their club on a regular basis, and they play the same, then I would say, like, let's stay away from that. Because you just look at them titty now. <laughs> look at them belly now. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like their clubs like want to get rid of them and they can't, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, you guys, this Locatelli thing. It's so funny though, because after the first game, everybody thought Locatelli was crap, you know, because he wasn't like really popping off the screen. Oh no, I don't want him. And now that he scored a couple goals, now I want him. You guys are so flip floppy. <laughs> You're so flip-floppy. Not you guys, but the Arsenal fan base is flip-floppy. Um, yeah. Good stream, guys. I loved it. So, again, we talked about Lukonga. We talked about all these things, Madison, all those great things. So, of course, I'll be back tomorrow, um, regular time at 6 p.m. UK time with Laura Kirk and another special guest, um, maybe, maybe not. I still have to get confirmation, but Laura Kirk is going to be here. So we'll have a little bit of fun on that stream. So make sure that you're there at 6 PM UK time right here. Um, I won't be in the backyard. I'll be somewhere else, but, um, yeah, I'll talk to you guys then make sure that you like the video and subscribe to the channel. Let me know in the comment section. If you thought I was chatting absolute shit, you know, if you don't agree with me, let me know in the comment section and I'll happily talk to you there. But, um, until next time, um, yeah. Bye guys. Thank <laughs> you.